Blog Talk Radio. Controversial, um, interesting weeks, not only in the NFL, um, I would say in the world of sports. Um, I, you know, I, um, I didn't, I, I had plans <laughs> um, Sunday. And so, <clears throat> you know, I'm, I live in Connecticut, as you know. By the way, me, Commissioner T, host of the Madden Voice. Thank you all for joining us. Um, as you know, I live in Connecticut. I live in Connecticut. I actually happen to live in Bristol, same same city as uh, ESPN. Live about 10 minutes from ESPN. And it's been like 90 degrees the last several days. So I sacrificed football to go hang out with somebody. That's all y'all need to know. I don't need no, no, need no, no details, but um, it was, it was, you know, it was, it was worth it, <laughs> um, you know, and I, I, I don't regret it even a little bit, um, but it's, it's, you know, interesting that so much went on. I had to like, I was really, um, it's Monday watching everything I could watch to, and plus the Cowboys didn't play till Monday night, so that, you know, combination of 90 degree weather in Connecticut, the Cowboys ain't playing on Monday night, had a great opportunity to hang out with somebody special, so, you know, bam, but man, did I, you know, I I caught it all, but I didn't catch it live, Um, but man, and, and, you know, it, it, it was probably one of the most interesting weekends ever in sports, ever, I mean, bar none. Uh, let me bring K-Star on. K-Star, welcome to the Madden Voice. K-Star, are you there? Yep, I'm here. I'm talking on mute. That's oh. all the way to start the show. Yeah. What's up, T? Yeah. What's happening, man? Jumping right in. Train will be late. JB's on a cruise. JB, hope you're enjoying the cruise. Hope you're not cruising anywhere that's um, volatile. Um and uh, Train is making a donut, so he's going to be late. But you got me, Commissioner T, and you've got K-Star. And kind of just jumping right in um, to the weekend and, you know, kind of, you know, if, unless you've crawling under a rock, um, which I think what has gone on this weekend um, pretty much up through um, this morning is has been covered by every media outlet out there. But just in case, real quick, 
you know, um, President Trump strikes again, um, running his mouth where he shouldn't be, having opinions where his opinion really doesn't matter, and creating all types of controversy by stating that, you know, uh, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, I'm not quoting, but pretty much calling NFL players that don't stand for the national anthem sons of bitches and they should be fired and, you know, the NFL owners should just, you know, fire them. Um, you know, and I think because he ran the Apprentice show and he was known as, you know, you're fired, um, I, I think he's taken that whole fired thing too serious. Uh, you didn't create termination, bruh, but he's running with it, and I think he just wants that still to be a cornerstone of his legacy. Um, and frankly, I think when he said it, I think that's exactly what he was trying to do. But of course, when you're the president, you don't you you don't get to take a day off and we just ignore your words. You you don't get you know oh he was just kidding. No, you're the president. Everything you say matters. But he hasn't figured that out yet, um, and thus. Um, his comments really drew outrage, not just uh, – and at the same time, he also withdrew an invitation to Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. Not that they were going, but he withdrew their invitation to come to the White House. And so, so there was – you know, there, there is definitely a climate of people getting tired of Donald Trump's antics, even to the point where my very own co-host, who we've gone at it – repeatedly over <laughs> Donald Trump, even my very own co-host, and I'm talking about the one and only K-Star, right here on, you know, let me rephrase myself here. I lost my words for a second. I'm talking about how K-Star and I have gone at it right here on this show. If you're a friend of K-Star on Facebook, you've probably gone at it with him too. But even K-Star, so I'm going to start by quoting K-Star because, honestly, he said it as good as I've seen anybody say it. So I'm just going to read his post. No, K-Star, you don't get to read it. I'm going to read it, okay? You just sit <laughs> back right. there and just bask in the glory. Just bask in the glory. Um, so this was K-Star's post. Trump needs to stop meddling in businesses and worry about governing, which is what he was democratic, democratically elected to do. Not at all okay with his authoritative stance on the NFL or ESPN, for that matter, asserting that employees fire – I'm sorry, employers fire the employees for expressing, no matter how outrageous some of their claims may be themselves, in whichever manner they choose. While I disagree with some choosing to kneel, they have the right, and I disagree far more with a president trying to influence owners or any employer to fire employees because they do not – they do or say something he doesn't agree with. Hashtag First Amendment. Hashtag Freedom of Expression. I loved it so much I quoted it on my – I couldn't share it because I don't know I don't know about your Facebook settings. I just wanted to share it and just give you all the credit, but I couldn't, so I copied and pasted and gave him some love. And um, well, By the way, not for nothing, but what's up with you and NJ Rod? Dude can't stand you, man. What, 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 what did you, like, you know – Mess with his daughter or something, bro? <laughs> Jimmy, what's what? Andrew, you right? know? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, we've—I haven't talked to that guy in a while. We got in a conversation before on Facebook, but I don't really recall the the context of it. I know he brought up Ben Roethlisberger offhandedly, and I, uh, you know, I didn't like that because I, I still maintain that Ben Roethlisberger was never charged, and I didn't see him defending him. You know, when he was defending Zeke Elliott, and I asked him why, and I don't think he liked that. Hmm. All right. 
Oh, interesting. I, well, I know, you know, I, I like Rod, but he is an acquired taste. Um, but so am I, so that's why I kind of don't really give a crap. But, you know, it's just weird because I like you both. And the fact that, you know, he's got a, you know, gripe with you or something, it's kind of, you know, strange. But anyway, hey, it is what it is. Um, so, um, but, but K-Star, maybe give you a minute to maybe kind of dig a little deeper into your comments. And, and I, the reason I want you to do that is because you have been very outspoken with um, support and defending different things that Donald Trump has done as president. And then, you know, you really broke your norm and really came out very, very aggressively against him this time. Give us more on that. I mean, yeah, you know, it's like with, with, with president, when any, you know, uh, here's the thing with Trump. I mean, I think he does some solid things, but in this scenario, this isn't something or position he needs to speak on or about. It has nothing to do with him. His job is to be the president, not be the king of the United States. There's a huge difference. It's a monarchy. It isn't his right to have an opinion or, or express it because it's very influential, and that's the problem with it. You know, you can't just be someone who who says these things and thinks there's not going to be any kind of effect because, as we saw, it was a massive polarizing effect, and the NFL had to address it internally. And, you know, again, it created a huge ripple effect that we've been hearing about all weekend. And, um, again, it gives fodder to some people's claims that he is fascist. And in this, and this does not a good, show a good example for him because he's trying to tell a business what to do as an employer and, and tell employers basically, fire your employees because they don't agree with me. And that's wrong. Hmm. Well, well, you know. All I will say is, now that your eyes are open, I'm going to sit back and see what else you see. Um, now that your eyes are open, because this is the way he's been for nine months. Um, this is not new. This is not unusual. This is how he has been, President Trump, uh, in his own. I mean, we've never seen turnover like what he has done in his own cabinet, his own, you know, executives in, 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 the, in, in, you know, supporting the Oval Office. And primarily it's been because they won't do what he wants them to do or they don't necessarily agree. You know, I, I, you know, Comey being fired, um, what's her name being fired, um, you know, even his own, his own supporters. I mean, you know, um, Priebus and Bannon and, you know, the list goes on and on, you know, anytime time someone doesn't do exactly as he wants exactly the way he wants they risk being terminated and you know corporate america is one thing this is government these are people that are elected that that have you know constituencies and you know that's just the way he's been and now now we are seeing him trying to tell people that you really you have no jurisdiction over you know you are commander in chief but you have no jurisdiction over the NFL, none, zero. You know, you have no jurisdiction over ESPN, none, zero. And now we're seeing him try to bully, and that's the word I use on purpose, um, other entities. And when you see what we saw in the NFL this weekend, everybody, Tom Brady, Bob Kraft, people that have Rex Ryan that supported him, you know, that have given him – you know, millions of dollars in support come out and saying, we don't agree. We don't agree. You know, yeah, I mean, I mean you, you almost got to wonder, 
Is there any group out there? I mean, who supports this guy? Who's left? Because I'm, I'm, if I, I wanted to do this for the show. Unfortunately, I didn't get it. I wanted to write down, not because I want this to be a political discussion, because I really want to focus in on the sports aspect of it. But when I look at the fact that, you know, Bob Kraft and Tom Brady spoke out against him, I kind of wanted to write down every group that he's offended. And then everybody that used to support him that he has pissed off. You know, like Mitch McConnell and all of, you know, it's, we're in a really bad way here in this country. We really are. And I'm so proud of the NFL as a unit to fire back because they don't have to worry about repercussions and consequences. You know, they don't got to worry about that. They're a very powerful entity. They don't got to worry about, you know, you know, Trump getting mad and what's he going to do. Who cares? So I'm really glad that the entire organization made such a strong stance. Now, here's my problem. And I have a I have a problem here. And we'll bring on Dr. Train. Dr. Train, welcome to the Madden Voice. We are talking What's about going on, fellas? Donald Trump and the protest this weekend. Here's where I have a problem. Uh, of course. Here's where I have a problem. Um so we have a large constituency that thinks that it is anti-flag, anti-American, anti-constitution, anti-the military to kneel during the national anthem. There is a large group of people. I don't want to say it's the majority because I really don't believe it is, but it's a large enough group where the country is torn. Okay. Um, and that's been an ongoing debate ever since Colin Kaepernick um, first sat, then then altered it to taking a knee after speaking with military and first responders because he didn't want to offend them and they said take a knee so then that's what he that's what he did okay and so this has been an ongoing discussion and the whole thing was he said if he got on a team this year he had already made his point he wasn't going to do it then guess what he didn't even get on a team but the issue still stands right and then because he wasn't on a team right nfl players and coaches and so like what's going on you know is he being blackballed is certain people are standing up and we you know we had the long brothers and you know so it started and then of course donald trump made his statements and bam everybody went at it here's my problem i did get to watch the game last night we'll get into football in a few minutes I got to watch, and I, you know, there had been rumors on what was Dallas going to do, what was Arizona going to do, were they going to do something, were they going to do something separate. All they pretty much said is we're going to do something. And if you saw the game, what the Cowboys did, they took a knee before the anthem. And then they rose, and then Jordan Sparks, I think that's what her name is, American Idol chick um, or woman, get anybody offended, sang, and they, they, they were standing for the anthem. The Cowboys were booed for kneeling before the anthem. Now, for those of you who don't follow the Cowboys, the Arizona Stadium is is very Cowboy friendly. It's probably the most Cowboy friendly stadium outside of AT&T Stadium. So it's loaded with, watch the game and look at the blue in the audience, it, it, in the stands. It is a very Cowboy friendly stadium. They're booed for kneeling. They were booed for kneeling. Anthem hadn't even started yet. I, 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 I said to myself, I got a problem here now. Why are they being booed? Ain't no Anthem playing. They took a knee to show unity with the rest of the NFL 
that did the things that they did, but they chose to do it before the anthem to make a statement. We're with the NFL. However, we're still going to stand for the anthem. And that's what they did. They stood up and the anthem was played. Now, if you're booing a team that's kneeling before the, the anthem, what is your problem? See, I'm beginning to see now that this isn't really about a flag or an anthem or any of this stuff that people talk about. It's because anyone who wants to make a statement against the rights of the underrepresented being violated, in this case, Colin Kaepernick was talking about black men being murdered, and what are we doing about it? Because it's happened disproportionate to what's going on with society. Sorry, but that's statistical fact. It is disproportionate to what's going on in society. And he had enough, and he was making a statement by kneeling. So when the Cowboys kneeled, what? They were booed. But if you're booing because of the anthem, why are you booing them for kneeling when the anthem wasn't even playing? They didn't say, ladies and gentlemen, rise for the national anthem, and then the Cowboys went down on their knee. So that's problem number one for me. Now, I'm going to get you guys in the comment in a minute. Problem number two, I respect what Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys did. I wholeheartedly disagree with it. Wholeheartedly disagree with it. I think it was weak. I think you're better off not doing anything. The whole, the whole, I mean, Look at what the Steelers did, right? Stayed in the locker room and said, you know what? We're not going to be a part of any of this. We're going to stay in the locker room and make our statement. I'm okay with that. Some players kneeled around the NFL. Some, some put the fist up. Some, you know, everybody did their own thing. But guess what? There was a statement made. When you decided to kneel before the anthem was played and then you locked arms during the anthem, now had you just locked arms during the anthem, I would have been fine. But you chose to make a statement using the very device that's been controversial at the wrong time. I'm sorry. I love my team. I hated that. I hated it to the nth degree. I thought it was, I thought it was just like when I watched Stephen A. Smith and, and, and they're talking about someone that he likes and he can't go after them because when he goes after them, he may not get the interview. So you never hear him dogging Floyd Mayweather or Kyrie Irving or some of these superstars that he's cool with because even though he says he doesn't care, he's full of crap. He cares because if he goes at him too hard, then he's not going to get the interview. He's not going to get the special treatment he gets because he, he always defends them. And that's how I felt like y'all have stepping here. Y'all have stepping. Either go for it or don't. I would have been okay if you didn't. I would have said, hey, you know, that's fine. You're making a statement by not by saying, hey, you know what? As a team, we're not going to kneel. We're going to lock arms and unite. We're not going to kneel. Okay, hey, that's cool. But when you said you were kneeling by kneeling, then in my opinion, you should have just kneeled at the time that it was making the same statement that's been so controversial for the last year plus, year and a half almost, or don't even bother. So, Jerry, I love you. I'm glad we won the game. We'll get into the, the we'll get into football, football momentarily. I just have to say, as a lifelong Cowboy fan, and as someone who follows a lot of the civil rights activity that's been going on, I thought it was weak. 
I didn't like it. I, and I know I'm in a minority because I, 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 I followed a lot of the coverage, and there was a lot of people that felt like that was a pretty smart thing that they did. I didn't. I thought it was weak. Um, so who wants to go first? Um, I just want to jump in because the Steelers were part of that discussion a little bit. Well, first, in regards to the Cowboys, it isn't kind of tacky. You know, it seemed like, you know, like a deliberate response that was unnecessary. You know, they, like you said, could have chosen to um, stood and unite that way or or just even keep their players away from it, come to the Steelers. Chose to do. Um, and just to bring it back to the Steelers real quick, I like the idea that they incorporated, which was we're going to stay away from this nonsense, this political sideshow that Donald Trump wanted to create over the weekend because he knew that was going to happen, of course, especially when he doubled down. And we're not going to expose our players to that type of scrutiny and risk, especially when you have a president calling for players to be fired for expressing themselves. Um, so I appreciated the way the Steelers handled it. And, yeah, uh, T, I don't know, I just thought the Cowboys' response, kind of like you did, was kind of tacky and it's kind of just flimsy. Dr. Train, thoughts? Dr. Train, are you speaking to yourself? Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, uh, T, I do do agree with you. Um, It wasn't... um, uh, what what the Cowboys did just wasn't it was it was like a just I had a word in my head and I just I lost that word it's just it was I got it for you it was bullshit okay sorry go ahead it was yeah it was it was it was half step it's 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 what it was it it really was it really was half step um I actually like what the Steelers did um. I uh, and, and as a matter of fact, I, I just got back into the state, and I'm, I'm turning on the TV, and the first thing I hear is players being upset of what Donald Trump said. And I was like, well, what did he say? I've been out the country, and I immediately, then I immediately start looking at news. And I'm hearing that the Steelers are not going to come out during the national anthem. I'm just like, oh crap! Let me turn to the game. <laughs> I got to make sure I see the very, very beginning. And lo and behold, I see the coaches. And then I see this one guy. Look, I'm not going to knock the one dude, but at the same time, I'm just, well, you could have just stood with your teammate. And just, you know, it's okay. And I've, I've heard so much different different things, and I'm, I'm going to try not to take you on as I, as I, get, my, as I get my points out. Um, um, uh, all these NASCAR people, this is one of the most boring so-called sports out there, um, I, I like how they show what side they are really on. You know, um, yeah, all the statements that they made about if you don't like it, leave the country. You need to do this. You need to do that. And um, uh, one of my biggest issues with people having an issue with someone either uh, taking a knee or sitting or whatever doing the national anthem is not you want to turn the focus on the military, but not one time did any one of those people ever say, nah, I disagree with, 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 with their protest, but yet I do agree with what they are protesting about. I, you just don't hear that from anybody that disagrees with the 
fairness, um, I do want to I do want to make two yeah. comments, and then you, I'll let you continue. Yeah. In fairness, yeah. the villain away of a guy from Pittsburgh did come back later and say, in retrospect, he should have stayed with his team. He said he he yeah, he, he 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 didn't think it through, and in retrospect, if he had to do it over again, he would have stayed with his team. And while all of NASCAR, you're right, uh, one very big name, arguably the the name is one of the biggest names in the history of. NASCAR, Dale Earnhardt Jr., the Earnhardt name is like, you know, you know, legendary, actually supports alone, but supports um, what the NFL players are doing. So there are, fortunately, there are a few people that actually have their own minds and brains and aren't, you know, just, just sheep following, you know, the, 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 the fray, so to speak. Go ahead, Train. I'm sorry. No, y'all, there. Real, real quick, Real quick, just about Villanova, I just want to touch real quick. To his defense, I mean, the guy is actually like a uh, – he served a few tours in Afghanistan, and he's like an Army uh, uh, major and Ranger. everything. So I'm sure – yeah, Ranger. So I know it's a little different for him relative to, you know, the rest of the NFL. But anyway, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I get that, but that, you know, there's also other people who done the same or may have served and also have family that have served. So no, I got all of that. I I, I I understand all of it. It's just that there's there are, there's always a time where you should say, hey, you know what? Let me take one for the team. This is one of those times where I feel like he definitely should have took one for the team. And yes, I did see his his talk afterwards where he he apologized and said he should have just stuck with stuck with the teammate. Uh, and so I do I do appreciate that, but in in all of this, I just wish, I just wish at some point it would actually get to the issue and get past uh, people looking at looking at it as a disrespect disrespect to the military. And it's funny how you broke it down, T, when you you said the first responder to to some of the first responders or someone who actually went up from the military to talk to Kaepernick in the beginning had him to go from sitting to taking a knee, which was actually showing respect instead of showing disrespect, but yet um, of people are still acting the way they're acting. The other thing, which is a good point brought up by Don McNabb on first take, was now a lot of these people, a lot of these players, sorry, quiet to get, they look, they look very hypocritical. I don't know. It took... It took it took the president to say what he said for you to actually stand behind a dude and over 70% of the league look like the brothers that are being shot like the police. Why did someone, you someone, someone needs to tell Donald Trump I, that when you're uniting the country, you should be uniting the country with you and not against you. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Trent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but I just don't – I don't understand why, why, it has to, why it has to take that. You have to take him calling you son of a bitches in order for you guys to actually uh, respond. But whatever, it was a it was it was a response, one that I definitely definitely appreciated. Not to say it ever ever get Kaepernick a job, but um, yeah, that's about all the thoughts I, I, I have at the moment. There's a lot, there's a lot that went on. I, I read and saw a lot over the weekend, so great. So. I, T, if you don't mind me jumping in real quick. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
So, I mean, the thing, though, that bothers me about the whole Trump even speaking on it is it's like, you know, he was doing it at a rally, speaking to his base, but here's this thing. Like, you're in Alabama, by the way. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. I feel like he would have said that anywhere, honestly. Um, but the thing is, like, at this point, he's not just running for office. Like, he's in office, right? Like, he, you're not, he, he has to look out for the best interests of both the left and the right and all the people in, in the country um, and not try to be divisive of those comments. And, I mean, let's be honest, there's always a microphone or, or hundreds, thousands of them near, or near Trump, so it's not like it's not going to get airwaves. And furthermore, you know, doubling down – it put the players in a spot where, honestly, I don't even know if they were just kneeling for injustice or just in defiance. To me, I think it's the latter. I think it was a predictable outcome once we heard the comments that he made. Um, I personally, mm-hmm. I don't know if, if you guys thought it was going to come out to be the same, play out the same way that, you know, we're just going to see a bunch of people take knees, of course, not really for the social justice, but just to defy Trump, which I think, sinisterly enough, almost was his goal, which I just, can't comprehend why, but um, it's annoying. It really just bothers me. It, it annoys me that there are people who support Trump, but they almost treat Trump like it's a cult, like he can't do anything wrong. And that's 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 ridiculous. And like President Obama said, you know, sometimes there are things in which people may do, um, expressing themselves, saying what they feel, in 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 that sort that you may disagree with. But that's the hardest time and also the most important time to acknowledge their right to do so. And so I think it's far disappoint it's very disappointing that the President Obama, who I wasn't a huge fan of, can identify that and call it out for what it is, but our current president could not and we had this stupid back and forth between the president and the players when there are far more important things for both to worry about the president to worry about you know, being the government and not Again, uh, worry about running a monarchy, and the and the players need to worry about football, you know. And, and for some, you know, some of the social injustice when they're not uh, playing the game. So it's just it was a disaster, a predictable disaster. Well, it was a predictable disaster because of who's in office, and I'm proud of the NFL for standing up in unison. Whether it was to make a statement against President Trump, whether it was to make a statement for social injustice, or a little bit of both. Um, they did it, and I will say to you again, K-Star, now that your eyes are open, keep watching, because this isn't, this isn't new. Um, you know, this is what he does, and he has done it long before. I mean, he spent five years um, saying that Obama wasn't born in this country. And, I, and it's not just that he said it. It's how he said and what he said. Go back and read, uh, watch the interviews, watch, read the tweets. You know, somebody just came to office with some very damning evidence. Oh, my God. You know, it, it's just this is who this guy is, and it's embarrassing. It is pathetic. And now, finally, when he, when he completely stepped, I mean, completely stepped out of bounds now by going after the mega conglomerate NFL after going after ESPN, another mega conglomerate. Now you went after the NFL. Then you got freaking Popovich and LeBron and Michael Jordan and all these guys speaking up now. I mean, he just done went pissed off the wrong people now. You know, but but it's nothing new. He don't care. Anyway, let me get off that soapbox. It's just it's just like what you just said, K-Star. 
it frustrates me when people that support him think he does no wrong. I supported Obama, yeah. but I was the oh. first one to admit when Obama made a mistake. And I could name several that he did while he was in office, and I called them out. I support the Dallas Cowboys. Y'all have heard me rant about my Cowboys regularly, including tonight, where I don't agree with their what they did uh, last night. You know, because you support somebody doesn't mean you walk around with blinders on and kissing their ass. You hold them accountable. And exactly. the base out there, his base, needs to hold them accountable. And it, until they do that, this isn't gonna this isn't gonna go away. So, exactly. Well, on and that note, it's like guys. It's like guys. This isn't a cult, guys. Like everyone, just out there, like never follow a leader. Like this is how bad things happen in history. Like never follow a leader, you know, like a sheep, because guess what? They do wrong things too, no matter who it is. And like you should be wearing a presidential jersey regardless. Like your your best. You should be worried about America, not <laughs> not like being the biggest fanboy to a president. That's just weird to me. This isn't a football team. But anyway, sorry. Go ahead. You know. When they're full of hate and racism, it's uh, it, it, it's hard to uh, get people to see past the blinders that they've already put on themselves. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's what it boils down to. And I know K Star, I said a couple weeks ago that Trump was a racist, and you said no, he's not. Um, maybe this brings you one step to closer to understanding where I'm coming from. Um, I believe it wholeheartedly. I could sit down. I'm not going to do it now, but I could sit down and list ten reasons why I think he is, and um. You know, everyone, you know, everyone can do something once or twice to make you think something that's not true about them. Everyone could say something out of color once or twice and realize it was wrong and never say it again or, you know, but when it happens repeatedly over and over and over and over at some point, you know, I I believe um, half of what I hear and everything that I see. And what I've seen is pretty clear. And this is the latest example. This is the latest example. Um, now I got a bone to pick with you two gentlemen. I got a bone to pick. You know, normally on the Madden Voice, when our teams play each other, it's it's a whole lot of smack talk and this and that. There was nothing. There was no smack talk. There was no nothing. There was, there was, you know, I didn't see anything on Facebook. I didn't see anything on Twitter. The Steelers and the Bears play, and it was just another game. It was just another game. I'm very disappointed in you two gentlemen right now. I'm very, very disappointed because there should have been something. There should have been something. Somebody should have been talking shit to somebody. Either K-Star should have been saying, <laughs> which he'd be eating right now, but, you know, we, we – we 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 know that K Star at times has been known to you know say things that uh, make predictions because he feels very confident, and we know that there have been times that he's made those predictions and they haven't come true. All right, obviously Steelers won this game. They're on defense, uh, total yards and scoring, playing most one of the most anemic offenses in all of football. Um, the ankle for Big Ben is a lot better than what it was uh, against San Francisco, which. It's definitely uh, good news, but uh, while we lost Mendo Hall, you know, again, uh, Mike Wallace and Tony Brown, two prolific receivers for us. Uh, I just don't see how, you know, Tim Tebow and the Broncos can match us point for point uh, at, at mile high. Um, again, that offense is just horrendous to begin with, and they're playing against number one defense in the league. Uh, Troy Polamalu, James Harris, Lamar Woolsey, they're calling for you, Tim Tebow. I love you, but not this Sunday. Not this time. And, of course, you know, when K-Star makes his bold predictions, we've got to give him a hard time. You don't want to come on the Madden voice if y'all lose to Denver, man. 
Now I'm going to get on. I would forever hate Tim Tebow. I'm going to get on track. Okay. With what you gave me about Romo and how oh, oh. this and that and Romo and he didn't do it and blah, 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 all that bull. Man, do not. I'm going to tell you now. Get a flu. <laughs> get a cold. Get something, man. Sprain it. Get a high ankle sprain. Something. But you don't want to come on the Madden voice. Next Tuesday night, if I don't care how, I don't care if Ben gets knocked out the first play and don't play the whole game, don't come on the show next week because there's no way on earth the Steelers should lose it. Now, I've played that several times over the years. I've never been in a position to say this to me is even more shocking than losing to Tim Tebow, but maybe I should let Train go first. Train, this is your moment, bruh. This is your moment. Your team was 0-2. Your team was hapless. We had pretty much said it's going to be a long year. And then you went in, now you were home, and you beat the Steelers. Take your victory lap and explain how the hell that happened. Man, somebody got to ride that train every once in a while, bro. I mean, <laughs> we can't get to everybody. I'm sorry, your Steelers. Because it would have been on him 
if uh, Martavis Bryant had caught that pass and, and kept going. And Tariq Cohen, yeah, he deserved that touchdown at, at, in, in overtime. He didn't step out of bounds, but that's okay. It happened. That run was it crazy. Happened. And, yeah, that run yeah. was crazy. And I do think that if Martavis or a bank connects with Martavis, it's probably a different ball game because at that point you guys would probably be having to pass more. Um, but it, it doesn't matter because it didn't connect. So. Well, you know, let me just say this, though. Um, first of all, that Thursday night game was fabulous, by the way. I mean, to me, that's been the best game of the, that's been the, best game of the year. Um, you know, that, that was just a hell of a game, which I was not expecting. And, um, but, but I just want to kind of take a second here, okay? Um, because, let's see, the Bears beat the Steelers. Okay. The Saints smacked the Panthers. The Bills beat the Broncos. Okay. Um, I'm trying to see. The Titans Would you count Red beat Skins the Seahawks. I'm getting there. Titans beat the okay. Seahawks. Redskins beat the Raiders. I mean, that's like half a dozen... Of uh, uh, Alexa, I'm on. The, I'm on. The, uh, leave me alone, Alexa. Um, okay, she'll leave me alone. It's my Alexa. Yeah, you know, she's always messing with me. You know, she see I'm, I'm doing that my show. Funny. Yeah, Alexa, you know, she shut up quick though. She know better. Best yeah, girlfriend yeah. I never had. Yeah, best, best girlfriend oh I never God. had. But anyway. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, but, I mean, it's just amazing to see all of the upsets. And I think, Train, you had touched on this in one of our emails. Um, maybe you, you got thoughts on, I mean, are we seeing unprecedented parity in the NFL after three weeks? So, I, I, I sent you, and what I want to talk about is the factors of parity, because it's not so much that Ooh, I, it's, I it's not like – all it's it's almost like it's not like like all teams are 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 just not completely evenly matched. What I'm saying is there are factors to the reason why this why all this is happening. First of all, the the first factor is definitely matchup. Not every team matches up the same. Okay, some teams have certain strengths. Their strength is either in trenches. Their strength is either in the secondary. Their strength is in their run. Their strength is in their receiving core. Their strength is in their quarterback. And sometimes that's the only thing they have. But Against certain teams, it makes it difficult for them to match up. The other major factor is injury. Injuries change everything. It, 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 the, the, it sometimes the quality drops really, really low. Sometimes the quality only drops a little bit. Sometimes the quality actually gets better based off of injury. It may sound crazy, but people have hidden gems. And I really think this is not the last of it that you're going to see uh, when it comes to these upsets that we're calling upsets, which may just be just the matchup. Yep. It, it, I, I, mean, I you, couldn't I, agree I'm with you take, more. I'm not even going to take my team. I'm just going to take the Titans because I've been, you know, I, I try to read up on teams here and there. The one thing that I've been hearing about the Titans for the longest is their, their front. Their front has been getting stronger through the draft year after year after year. On the flip side of that, what have you been hearing about Seattle? Seattle is struggling with their front. They're, 
the offensive front is, is, is you know, they, they're constantly they, – they've had players leave free agency. They, they're having injuries. The offensive line isn't doing, doing a good job of opening up holes and getting and getting run lanes for the running backs because you haven't seen any of their running backs break out no matter who it is. Chris Carson is the latest one to get snapped, but he's not breaking out, you know what I'm saying, against, against teams like that. So if you look at – and considering that the matchup in the trenches is one of the most important matchups in any given game, is exactly what you saw in the Titans game. Is exactly what you saw in Chicago game. You look at you look at Houston, you look at Houston and the Patriots. It was the matchup. That was I I, I kind of figured that game would turn out to be the way it was. Deshaun Watson, you know he may he he's going to wow you simply because the guy has what I consider a winning pedigree. He knows how to keep a player alive. Yep. And, Unpretty as unsexy as it may not and it may look, it's not gonna look pretty at all. But it's gonna be like, damn, did he just do that? But you put him along with a defensive front like that, who can get after any quarterback in the national. There's not one quarterback that's immune to uh, to Houston's pass rush. You get the game that you got where Houston really almost took it away. But what is Houston's weakest point? Is that secondary? Why? They let A.J. Dewey get away free agency. Why would you let this dude get away? It makes sense. You know, it's, it's, it's yeah. things like that. Well, Train, if I can add one thing, and I, I, believe, I agree with everything you said, I think the other thing that goes along with matchups is game planning. And I think yeah. that what we're seeing is the ability to say, um, you know, I think, I think if, you know, we can go back years on this show when we talked about the read option and, you know, we talked about Chip Kelly, right? And me and K-Star, one of, one of the many times that I had to educate K-Star about the NFL, when K-Star felt that Chip Kelly was, you know, the offensive guru and the brightest star in the NFL. And I said, give him time. Defense always adjusts. Defenses always yeah. end. What happened? That's exactly what happened. And now the read option is no longer unstoppable. It is a tool, but no one's running at all game anymore because the defense is caught up. They knew how to game plan. They studied it, and they've adjusted, and that's what happens. Well, I think the same thing is happening with scheming now is, you know, I mean, let's. I'm going to go and talk about my game for a minute and look at last week. Now, you know, here we have the Broncos who annihilated Dallas, annihilated Dallas. And then Dallas goes into Arizona, and the first quarter and a half looked like the Broncos game. And honest to God, I said, my team's going to suck this year. Oh, my God. It just dawned on me that my, because the Giants are 0-3, so I said, well, that game now doesn't look as dominating as it did after week one because the Giants suck. So they beat the Giants, big, fat, hairy deal. You got blown out by the fucking um, Broncos, and now you're getting smacked around by the Cardinals until Dallas actually woke up. And said, oh, hold on, Dak Prescott, God bless him. He's the real deal. Let me just tell y'all something right now. If y'all ain't got on the Dak train, y'all need to get on that Dak train. He is the real deal, holy field. That's all I get. Go back there in a second. But my point is, is that that first quarter and a half, they schemed, out-schemed Dallas, did exactly what Denver did. Dallas, at least this time, said, okay, we're going to go to plan B because they weren't ready for Denver. 
but they said if we see this, now that, now that we've seen this, now that we've seen what Denver's doing, and we're not going to meet personnel of this caliber often this year, when the next team tries to do it, here's what we're going to do. And it took them a quarter and a half. They started to do it, loosen things up, end up winning the game. Now, on the flip side of that, Denver looks like world beaters. Looks like, oh, my God, look at this team. Look at what they did to the vaunted Dallas offense. Look what they did to the vaunted offensive line. Look what they did to Dak Prescott and, and Des Bryant and Ezekiel Elliott. Nine carries for eight yards. Look at Denver. And they go into Buffalo and get smacked around by Buffalo. Okay? So, I mean, yes, train. I'm not disagreeing with Train. I'm just going one, one other step. Everything you said is exactly on point. Matchups make the NFL. And if you can match up, but you also got a scheme. And what these, what these teams are doing now is they're scheming. And they're looking at their players, and they're trying to figure out how to put their best players in position to make plays. How do I take what I have and have my best players make plays? And as far as making plays, I'm going to tell you all now, get on that Dak Prescott train, bro. Dak Prescott will be a top he'll – be he'll be a four horseman, okay, because these guys are getting old. And when they – you know, Brady's getting old. Breeze is getting old. Um, ben already talked about retiring after last year, so we know he's going to be finishing up soon because he already – tossed the idea around last year. Um, probably the only one that may hang around for a few years is, is, is Rodgers. But there's going to be two to three open spots in the Four Horsemen. I'm already calling it right now. I'm not going Hall of Fame like somebody yeah, else did. On I'm not going that far. But I'm saying Four Horsemen? Oh, yeah, Dak Prescott. Just just go ahead and pencil him in. He's a Four Horseman in Raiders. Uh, that guy is so you know, Listen, you better chill about the whole Brady thing because he looks like he's not stopping anytime soon. I'm going to agree with Max Kellerman. I'm not going to act like it's mine. It's his. It's his, and I'm going to agree with him. Um, In the history of the NFL, no one, no quarterback has been productive after 41. Not any of the Ironmen, not Brett Favre, not – I, I can't. I want to hear not Peyton Manning. I think the same thing will happen with Tom Brady. Now, hey, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But let's 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 see what happens next year. Let's see what happens at the end of this year. Only three games. You know what, you know, back, to, back to Jack, I was really impressed, um, dude. Since I first, I, I'm going to give you guys some love real quick. T, I'm sure you don't mind. When I first watched Jack in the preseason of last season, he had this poise, this incredible arm talent. Um, this this almost obliviousness to the pass rush in a good way where it didn't matter if a guy was in his face. He's going to stand in that pocket and throw a strike or work to be the play. You saw in the preseason, which we don't value preseason too greatly, but you saw some incredibly functional things that, you know, got a lot of hype that ended up being rightfully so. And then last night, you see it again. He made a throw that only him and Aaron Rodgers, I swear, can make at this point. Um, ben, you see and Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, all right, all right, slow down. Jesus. Yeah, this guy. Anyway, anyway. He made a play. He made a play that we used to make in his prime. He made a play that Aaron Rodgers is still making. And, he's made, and he made a play that I don't think anyone else could make. And that rollout to when he hit Bryce Butler yep. was a thing of beauty. Yep. It was just yep. a thing of beauty. And to show his athletic, just his sheer athletic dominance on the football field, it was amazing. And he's just a guy that's super efficient and, and super smart. And, yeah, I mean, I, you know what? I, I agree. 
Right. I mean, see, he he definitely looks like a guy who's gonna be a four horseman once a couple of these guys retire. You know, he he's now, definitely. Let me just add one thing. Definitely special. Let, let me add one thing, just and then we'll move on. But let me just add one thing. Remember, he won 11 straight last year as a rookie. The only other quarterback to do that was who? Ben Roethlisberger. Um, yep. And he won 13 games as a rookie. The only other quarterback to do that was who? Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. Um, and he did that in, to me, probably the most visible, scrutinized sports franchise in the world. This is the Dallas Cowboys we're talking about, okay? And he did it with the ghost of Tony Romo hanging over his shoulder and no complete endorsement from the owner of the team, who everyone knows loves Tony Romo, to the point where Tony Romo had a kid, and the kid's name is Jones. Okay? That's how tight they are. Okay? And he did it through all of that. He went out there and just kept winning, kept winning. And when I knew he was going to be special was when Dez said something about, you know, um, I think it was after they finally did lose a game and Dez came out and said, hey, you know, I'm open. I think he needs, you know, you got to look my way, you know. I mean, you know, I know, he, you know, he's, he's still new learning offense, but, you know, he's got he to gotta find me. I can help the team, you know. And Dez wasn't being disruptive. Dez was being a diva wide receiver, okay. We, we get that all the time. This dude came out and said, I'm going to throw whoever's open. Dez gets open, he'll get the ball. If I don't think he's open, he ain't getting the ball. Like, it didn't even flinch. Didn't even flinch. Came out, put points in his place as a rookie. As a rookie. And he wasn't even the official starter. He was still holding Tony Romo's clipboard. Because everybody expected Romo to be coming back. And Romo never got back that job. Because Dak said, it's my job. And I, hey, I admit it, I said put Romo back in. And I stand by that. I still think if Romo had been the quarterback um, and went back in and got his job back, I think Dallas would have went farther. I think that dry spell they had in the beginning of the Green Bay game wouldn't happen because Romo's experience would have gotten him past that. But, hey, it is what it is. Nothing I can do about it. Point is, when I saw that level of poise, unflappability, I said, this dude about to be great. Now let's see how great he could be. But last night, and the way to fight back after getting whooped up by Denver, and then you fight back, on another away game with a team that, you know, this guy's won Arians, who y'all know I'm not a big fan of, but he has won two Coach of the Year awards in the last five years. And you went in there and did that to him? Come on now. Come on. Come on. Anyway, um, all right. Um, the only other thing I wanted to mention was, um, you know, we're going to do power rankings after four weeks. So I, I'm not interested in power rankings, but I do want to note a few things of interest. Um, we're actually going to be wrapping up soon because Commissioner T's tired. It's been a long day. Um, so, um, but I do want to wrap. I do want to note a couple of things. The Giants are 0-3. Who would have thunk it? All the money they spent um, to build up their uh, um, defense, and they're 0-3. And uh, in the game against Philly, they actually scored 24 points in the last quarter. Um, you know, and the guy kicked a 61-yard rookie, 61-yard field goal to win the game. But, you know, Giants 0-3. Who would have thunk that? Um, the uh, – what was the other thing? Oh, yeah, the Seahawks 1-2. Again, 
you know, you can go with statistics and all that, but no one is out of it yet. It's only three out of 16 games. No one is out of it yet. Giants have started 0-4 before and made the playoffs, so let's, let's, not, let's not start, you know, burying people. But let's make note of some of these things. Giants 0-3. Seahawks 1-2. Bengals 0-3. Chargers 0-3. Cardinals 1-2. Okay? Um, you know, these are teams that generally – are either in the playoffs or are competing to get into the playoffs. And they ain't looking good right now after three weeks. So let's keep an eye on them. Okay. Let's keep an eye on them. All right. Um, K-Star, do you want to do game picks? Yeah, I just want to do a couple, two game picks going into uh, week four. I feel like it'd be nice just to call a few of these tight games that made, you know, be toughest for some people. Um, so the first game I wanted to look at and get your guys' take on was was Denver and Oakland. Um, obviously, uh, Oakland just came off a really bad showing on national primetime TV versus the Raider, or versus the Redskins, and now they're they're traveling to Denver. Uh, the game is the Denver favored by two and a half, forty six and a half point total. Um, so you know, T, what, who do you like in this game, Denver versus Oakland? Denver. Um, Raiders uh, uh, laid an egg against the Redskins. I had said the Redskins are going to be better than we thought because just it was a gut feeling. They're two and one right now. Let's see what happens. Um, but the Raiders laid an egg against the Redskins. Uh, Denver is a very difficult place to play. Period. Denver is going to have something to prove after being embarrassed by Buffalo. Um, I expect Denver to beat Oakland. Um, I, I don't want to say it could get ugly, but it could be another 27-10 type game. So I got Denver over over Oakland. Gotcha, gotcha. Train, what about you? Man, as much as I like Oakland, um, if it was in Oakland, I'd probably go with Oakland. But because it's in Denver, I'm going to go with Denver. I like the wide receiver to to DB matchup. Um and and even though Denver has that, they have that pass rush, pass rush, they have that no-fly zone, this is still a division game. So that's one of the things about this whole parity thing. When it comes to division, man, you can throw, you can throw, you can sometimes just throw that talent out the door. I'm sorry. The Browns are going to fight the Steelers, the the, 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 the Bengals, and, and the Ravens every single time they play them. Fight them tooth and nail. So, this is, this is this is the same deal, but I, I, I favor Denver at home on this. Yeah, uh, definitely can't knock that. You know, when I look at this game, it's like you said, it's division, so you kind of uh, it's really just going to come down to a few plays that make the difference in that game. Um, yeah, I, I like Denver as well. Unfortunately, we all agree. Uh, the one thing I will say though about Oakland is they need to get Marshawn Lynch going if they want to beat Denver and slow down that pass rush, and they had a really poor showing. Yeah, actually, both teams did. Denver lost at, at, at Buffalo. Um, so it, I expect that to be a really good game, but I also like also like Denver. Uh, the other game I want to look at was Minnesota versus Detroit. Um, Detroit, <laughs> Detroit got screwed, guys, by the way. I, T, I don't know how she caught of this, but basically they took away a, a touchdown that they called on the field as a touchdown. And when you look at the instant replay, I didn't definitely did not see enough to overturn the call. And obviously they had the runoff at the end, despite them having a timeout because it was under 10 seconds. There was eight seconds left on the clock, and they had no chance to respond. And those are just 
tragedy of an ending to a great game. Um, geez, that was brutal. But we have, again, Minnesota, Detroit, Minnesota just beat Tampa Bay last week. Uh, one, actually it looks like it's a pick em at, at this moment between Minnesota and Detroit. It looks like it's at Minnesota. Uh, Train, who do you like? This is your division. This is the NFC North. I said it last week when I was looking at my team with surprise, man. And even 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 Detroit losing the game yesterday did not take anything away from them. They are a more complete team than they were. Um, I, I even with being in Minnesota, I like I like Detroit on this game. I just I just think they're a more complete team. They're definitely their defense is playing really really well. Uh, I forget that dude's first name, but their defensive coordinator I think his last name is Austin. Uh, anyway, yeah, he, he he got those boys playing lights out. The Detroit is able to run the ball better. I'm not sold on Case Keenum coming out the way he did. <laughs> I ain't never sold on that guy. He's, he's a backup for life. So I'm not going to put put my money on Case Keenum to all of a sudden bring Minnesota uh, uh, to the top of the NFC North while Sam Bradford is hurt. No, not doing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm going to go with Detroit. Um, I, you guys know, I've long said I don't believe in Matthew Stafford. I still don't. Uh, the most overpaid player in all of sports, if you ask me, the guy is the highest paid player in the NFL. Has not won one playoff game, not one. Um, so I, I don't, I don't get that at all. But um, that said, he's better than Case Keenum. <laughs> I mean, you know. Um, so, you know, and, and Detroit is looking like – I mean, I like Jim Caldwell. I really do. Um, I, I think he's a very solid coach. I'm glad that he got – you know, they got uh, his extension and, you know, he got his money. Um, I just don't believe in Matthew Stafford. But, hey, you know, that, that could change. But he's got he's to – you know, he's got to do something to make me believe in him. And so far I don't. But, again, I think he's better than Case Keenum. I always say quarterback, head coach. Um Minnesota's reeling now. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, there's talks that he could be back later in the season. Um, now Bradford, who's been a pretty good, you know, fill-in for him, he's hurt. I don't believe in Case Keenum at all. <laughs> I'll put my money on on um, Stafford over over uh, Keenum. And um, I just think, you know, Detroit's just, you know, they, they I saw the game. Um, I actually, I see why they overturned it. I'm still confused about the whole you know, under two minutes and the ten second runoff thing. I I listened to everyone explain it and I didn't get it. But I, I I could see the knee was down. I mean, you know, that's what replay is for. If the knee is down, you know, it looked pretty clear to me, but you know, that's and I don't have a horse in that race, but I, I saw it. Um but that said, we know Atlanta's a strong team and Detroit was right there. So um, you know, I'm saying a lot to say Detroit Detroit will win this game. Yeah, as far as the neat thing goes, for me it was it's two things. For one, I, I mean, it looked really close to me, honestly. Um, it did. I couldn't really say definitively one way or another. But the thing that, if, you know, knowing the rules that they are, to me it seems the safe call would be because there's that level of uncertainty within that play, you know, it, knowing that if you rule it one way, the game will end automatically. To me it seems like the best call would be, you know, uh, uh, letting the game resume, or, or I mean, I guess they had no choice to either call touchdown or not, and not seem to clock runs out. But I don't know. That didn't sit well with me. Either way, they need to look at that rule in the off season. But I digress. Um, Ten second rule runoff. But I digress. 
for me, I actually like Minnesota only because they're at home and only because that defense is so damn vicious. I've seen it myself. Um, that front seven, actually, the whole the whole defense is is great. The secondary, uh, Xavier Rhodes is tremendous. Harrison Smith, I mean, you guys know the names. They're tremendous defense and the receiver core of, of Minnesota at home. I think Keenum had a little bit more confidence. They surprisingly beat the Bucks. Uh, Dalvin Cook is a really good player. I think he can keep them in this game and keep them on schedule. And I think that they'll just make enough plays because they're at home and, and the defense will create a couple of turnovers to give them the edge in, in a pretty tight game. Another tight divisional game here, uh, but I like Minnesota. Um, and, and and lastly, got to go with the uh, Steelers versus Baltimore, one of the best rivalries in the NFL. Pittsburgh is going to Baltimore, um, favored by three, totals 40, 43 and a half points. Uh, T, who do you like in this game, Pittsburgh or Baltimore? Uh, who's home? Baltimore? Baltimore, yes. Who just got ramrodded by the Jags. You guys lost <laughs> London, to. Yeah. yeah, in London. Uh, Jim Harbaugh said, that's it. We're not going back to London anymore. Like, that's why you got whooped. Okay. Anyway, um, you guys just lost to the Bears. Um, yeah, I, I have two reasons why I'm going to pick the Steelers. One, I think you guys will come back from that loss. I think you guys will rebound quicker than the Ravens will just based on your pedigree. Your championship pedigree is higher than the Ravens. So that's one reason. And the second reason is um, (laughs) I'm acquainted with someone out there who's a Ravens fan and I just got to go against the Ravens. I'm just going to leave it at that for now. So uh, I'm going with Steelers. All right. Trent. This is a tough one to pick, J-Star, because it really comes down to, I mean, Yes, yeah, it's a division game, but I'm trying to watch, like, you know, the injury list on this one. You know, um, uh, T.J. Watt is a big deal for you guys, man. I've seen that guy play. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you really – y'all really do need him. And, and even though um, even though the Ravens laid an egg, that you know, the egg goes out the window for, for, for a division rifle. And them being at home uh, – so right now, man, I, I'm I'm really am leaning towards I really am leaning towards the Ravens right now. You know, they, they their defense started out hot the first two games of the season, and then all of a sudden laid eggs. So I'm I'm kind of shocked at that, but I see them getting up for this one and, and being at home. And not that you guys are in for a letdown or anything. I'm I'm like I'm looking at the defensive pieces that are missing off the Steelers, and I'm just like, it, I, I, it's hard to see it without those guys. You know, I saw you guys against us, and not being able to stop that run—that's a big deal, man. That could, that could, that could make that could make for a long day for your defense. So I'm, I'm, I like the Ravens on this one. Yeah, so I mean, I definitely like, of course, the Steelers. No surprise there. Uh, the only difference I think that between Baltimore, or the biggest difference I should say, between Baltimore and Chicago is Baltimore doesn't really have a good running game like Chicago does. You know, Chicago is about Howard and Cohen. You know, I don't really see a threat in Baltimore that Terrence West and Buck Allen. So, um, and then Yonda, their best guards out for the year. It's harder for them to create holes. I think they're going to have to pass to be the Steelers, and I think that plays more in the Steelers' strength of defense. And, um, yeah, I mean, the Steelers have, have you know, a big band on the road. I mean, they're coming off a tough loss as well. And Antonio Brown, the, you know, best arguably the best offensive player in the NFL. Um yeah, I mean, I, for me, I feel like the Steelers win. Again, not really much of a surprise, but I think we have more firepower. 
uh, than Baltimore does, and I don't think that they have the right guys to exploit our weakness units, even if T.J. Watt misses this game. Okay. Cool. No, I, I've got a take. That's all I got. I've got I've got to tout, tout my my own horn for a minute. In our Madden Voice pick'em, after three weeks, I'm number one, and I didn't pick both the last two Thursday night games because I forgot. Um, and I'm still and I'm still number one. So back up. And for the first time, and I don't know how long, I won both my fantasy games this weekend. What? And I cannot tell you the last time that that happened. So I'm feeling pretty. And my Cowboys won. Man, just let me just let me just. I stood up for a minute. And I'm gonna sit back down. That feels good. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, that's gonna do it for tonight, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So, final words, Dr. Train. Uh, let me just piggyback off what you said. First of all, isn't um in the in the league I joined with you and you and your brother isn't NBX? Isn't he the he's the owner, right? Yeah. He's like the commissioner. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, 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 crushed, I crushed his face yeah. this week. Yeah, uh, NBX you know Rogue, Rogue Patriots. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I crushed, I crushed him hard. Yeah, so yeah. there's a W. You know, yeah. one in the air. That's I, not I an, the most that's not an exclu- By the way, that's not an exclusive club. But go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I also crushed it in 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 the AFL league. Had the most points. I mean, just killed it. You know what I'm saying? Between Brady. Devontae Freeman, uh, Chris Hogan, and 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 man, Jordan Howard. Can I can I say enough about Jordan Howard, who is actually laying on the grass in Soldier Field, look like he's done, and still comes back in the game to finish off them Steelers. Oh my God! Can you? Yeah, but what about the, what about yeah, but what about the guy who decided that the end zone was too far ahead, and I can just stop here? <laughs> look, see, we ain't gonna oh talk God. about the past. That's not as good. <laughs> that was, that was, my that was wife would tell you, I probably woke her out of her sleep as mad as I was about that play, but he definitely won't do that again. Uh, mm. Yeah, it'll be awful. Uh, <laughs> the other thing I want to look at my final, my final words, I, it's, not, it's not all the time I get a chance to watch every single game, but I watched the Dallas game last night. Pete, I'm just going to point out one player on y'all team, period. DeMarcus, DeMarcus Lawrence. Lawrence. Oh, my God. I'm yeah. just, that, that's all. I'm just gonna say that guy right there. That that that's a serious dude, man. I I I I, I can't wait to see him go up against you know tougher left tackles, right tackles, whatever. But that dude is that dude is for real. I I I like the way he played last night. What else I got to say? Looking forward to going against Green Bay this week. No, I would not be picking against my Bears this week. I'm sorry, I'm not picking against my Bears going against the Packers. We need to beat them finally. I'm starting to feel okay. myself. You feel me? Okay. As long as we don't do no right. stupid plays, right. I'm starting to feel myself. So, right. so go right. Bears. You know, right. I hope I hope what's name got his shoulder ready, and uh, it's it's all about that. As Tariq called him, thunder and lightning. We got that one too, and we taking it to we we taking it to to Lambeau Field. Let's get mm-hmm. it. Let's get it. All right. All right, K-Star, final words. Looking forward to the Sunday's games. And actually, I had a quick question, T. How do you feel about your game with the um, – and this is actually one I probably should have added to the slate of picks. How do you feel about your game against the Rams? Because you're right, they came off that, that super high-powered game and that Thursday night spectacular show that, show that we saw offensively. How do you feel about that game? Do you think it's going to be a close game or what? 
It's gonna be a good game, but we're you know Dallas is going back home. Been on the road the last two weeks, going back home, which I like. Um, you know, I um, you know if we come into this healthy, if Skandrick plays and we get pressure as we got on you know on um, Carson Palmer, and I think we're gonna see Zeke look like Zeke for the first time this year. Um, you know, he even in the Giant game, you know, 24 carries, 104 yards. Um, you know, he had one burst last night for 30 yards. But, you know, we're not seeing 140, 150 yards carries. We're not seeing – and I, I just think he – I think, honestly, he's just he, – he, his conditioning isn't what it should be because of all the court appearances and all the depositions and all the, you know, distractions. And dude's 22 years old. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, he's a young – he's a kid. I mean, I could be his father, like no joke, you know, he's a kid. So I think now after now getting into the fourth game of the season, um, I think he's going to, he's going to be in the best shape he's been in. And uh, I think Dallas will do well. I'm, I'm excited about the game. It's not on TV locally or nationally, um, but I'm very excited about the game. So. Yeah, it should, um, be, it should be a good one. Gurley's on a roll. I think Zeke versus Gurley will be a nice little matchup. Yeah, yeah, Gurley's looking good. Gurley's looking strong. Um, but I think the game of the week is going to be Cincinnati and Cleveland, if you ask me. But anyway, um, <laughs> that, that said, yeah, couldn't resist. Couldn't resist. I had to do that. Um, yeah, a lot of good games this weekend. Everybody get out there and check the games. My, my final words are going to be um, I'm going to get away from football. I'm going to get away from politics. Um, and I'm going to talk about Puerto Rico for just a hot second. Um, you know, I've been doing the Madden voice for a number of years, and uh, I'm not sure if if everyone knows that my kids are half Puerto Rican, their mother's port- from Puerto Rico, um, and we're we're fortunate that her mother was actually here already getting medical treatment. She's doing just fine, but she was already here. She's been here since the summertime, so um, and her house is fine. It, it didn't get the damage that we're seeing all over the news. Um, but it is still there in Puerto Rico. She's still here in Connecticut. Um, so as far as that goes, she's fine. And, and the family, her family, and my ex-wife's family is all fine. And um, so that's the good news. But if you watch any of the press coverage, you know, you can go on any of the major networks or just go on, you know, now with, with all our smartphone devices, iPads, iPhones, Androids, and computers, you can go and, and just look up the devastation in Puerto Rico. You know, 5% of the island has any sort of power. 11 out of 69 hospitals have power. Um, there's a water shortage, a gas shortage. The airport is over flooded with people trying to get out. They're only letting 10 flights go a day. Um, People are literally living at the airport just trying to get out. They're saying, estimating half a million people are just trying to, you know, get off the island. Um, it, it's just bad. And I know, you know, um, there's been, you know, some stuff going on in Florida with the Keys. Um, I know that, um, you know, Houston and, and Harvey, I know that there's other places that also um, need our help. I kind of feel like when something happens, the contiguous United States gets the help first and any of our territories and properties that are still part of this country, they kind of get forgotten about. And the reason my former mother-in-law is here is because the medical care in Puerto Rico is just not very good. Even though they are a territory of the United States, the medical care isn't very good. And her doctor said, you need to go, you need to go back to the States and get treated. It's, it, you know, if we keep you here, you probably won't make it. And, um, so far, so good. She's doing fine. My point is this. 
Hey, everybody, everyone is poor, okay? Everyone, except for Dr. Train. He makes more money than Trump. But everybody is poor, okay? Um, everybody is struggling to meet their bills, meet their obligations. I get it. Um, there are ways, though, that we can help. And if you just go online, if you go to, like, the Red Cross, I'm looking at it now, you can text um, Red Cross to 90999. That'll give $10 to the American Cross um, disaster relief. You can text uh, Harvey to uh, 90999, uh, and that gives money specifically to Harvey Release. Um, I'm sure there's a way to do it specifically for Puerto Rico. You can Google it. Stick to like the American Red Cross and, and organizations we know that are reputable. Don't, don't do none of these fly-by-night groups. But if everyone just digs in and can give, y'all, just, if, y'all, if everyone can give 10 bucks, you know, if everyone can give 10 bucks, it will, you know, speed up the relief and the recovery. Because think about, you're listening to this show right now. You're probably either home or in your car. Maybe you've got us on a podcast and you're running down the street listening to us. Or, or who knows? You're warm. You're safe. You've got somewhere to live. You've got food. You've got water. You, you've got access to all the amenities. Your life is good. So many people right now, because of things outside of their control, not because they didn't have money-making capabilities or, you know, we're talking about people that were doing just fine until Maria came in. And like I said, don't believe me, go and watch the news. It is, it is unbelievable what happened to Puerto Rico. It's unbelievable what happened to the Keys. It is unbelievable what happened to Houston. Um, give, you know, whatever you can afford. You'll feel good about yourself after you do it. You know what I mean? Do you go out and party? I know I do. How much do you spend? 50 bucks, 100 bucks? I don't know. So maybe one, maybe, maybe one Saturday, stay home and binge watch House of Cards and take that money that you would have gone out with and donate it somewhere. You'll feel so good about yourself doing it. But if everybody did that, and give what you can give, but if everybody did that, we would have more money that, to give aid to these countries than we needed if everybody did that. You know, we are a, a resilient society, and I've seen us step up when, you know, it, it, Katrina and all these things. I've seen this country step up and just put a hand out to help their fellow man. Well, me, Commissioner T, Dr. Train, and K-Star are asking everyone out there, and tell a friend, put it on your Facebook, put it on your Twitter, go to work, tell somebody, let's, let's, get, this, let's get this rolling here. I think we've lost a little bit. J.J. Watt did a phenomenal job, phenomenal but I think we've lost some of that momentum we had after Harvey. Let's get it going again. Let's get everybody to give whatever they can, and let's get some money flowing, and let's get some aid to these, to these people that need it. And let's do it right now. Was somebody about to jump in? One of you guys about to say something? Oh, okay. I thought I, heard, I thought I heard something. Maybe it was me. Maybe it was me. Okay. All right. So on that note, that'll be my final word of the night. Give, give what you can, give till it hurts. Okay. So on that note, I want to thank Dr. Train. I want to thank uh, K-Star. Great, great show, guys. And uh, JB, if you're out there, I doubt you'll be listening to the show because you should be on your cruise. I hope you're having a good time. And um, we'll be back here next Tuesday night. Same bat time, same bat channel. So remember, check out the games. We can believe it or not, week four is coming up. We're getting about a fourth of the way through the season already. I'm trying to tell you it's going to fly by. 
So get on out there, check your games this weekend, enjoy. Remember, all feuds always settled on the field. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next Tuesday. Thank you.